1: i
2: Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. 9, it's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making us a part of your weekend. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a special good morning you folks at East Point. East Point. Oh, East man. Point. Yeah, eh? yeah, now. What All you know about, about East, East Point?
3: No, I know everything about East Point. You do? Heck yeah. All right. To live, East Point.
2: Where can I get some good... Uh, some, some good...
3: Y- uh, thumbs up! Uh, thumbs up! I, I'm trying to think of what I can eat now. <laughs> Thumb, thumbs up! Up! Uh, up on Main Street, East Point. Just go there right now. They're having some good breakfast in there. People it's probably lying out the door. Can, trying can, to get in that place. Speaking of food, can you yeah. tell
2: everybody why we met this week up here? Yes,
3: yes, yes, yes. You sharing some, I'm, I'm sharing to. some of your latest creation, which you say you didn't do right, but 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 uh, but. Uh, you know, the I first agree.
2: time you make something that you haven't made in forever, and I only made this once before, but it was years and years ago because I started making it like my mother. But I went back to the old time to do it. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. You're yeah, my yeah. guinea pig. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you're an example that knew it was good, but he he brought some samples of the Mac, and, and, and he told me he was going to be here at a certain time. You know, I'm going to be over there at a certain time. You just happen to be around. I said, you know what? I'll be here. You know, and it was tough that day. It was tough finding yeah. somewhere to
2: park. Yeah, they. Had, you the, know, the meters weren't working.
3: The, the meters. Well, I found one that worked, but just the streets that are blocked off that we usually come up when you get off Seventeenth Street and try oh, to come right, right through right there. That was completely blocked. I had to go up and couldn't turn. I'm going all the way up almost to WSB and turn back through the neighborhood to come back. Oh my goodness, it's ridiculous. And so, but I'm you saying, did it for what? But what I, did you do I, it for? Because I want to come up here because you had this creation that you was going to bring along some to share. That's what and I do. Yeah, I'm so happy that you brought that along to share. It was indeed a treat. And it was. Yes. You Boy, you're bearing was, the lead here. Well, it was, it was the, the mac and cheese,
2: you know. It, it was, wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't was. just mac. It was special. <laughs> it, was, it was put Mayor Keisha on the back burner mac and cheese. <laughs> I couldn't wait. Bring, now I'm ready to take one. We're not
3: talking about Bear accused back and cheese. We're gonna, we're, no, we're, no, we're, I'm we're just saying I,
2: she she don't want to put that in a competition with me. <laughs> she don't want to do it. And the worst part about it is I can't even eat it. Yeah. That's why I gave it to you. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I well, had that, some it of good, it. Yeah. But, yeah. That was good. I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, as we move into this nine o'clock hour, I want to remind you that uh, we got Joe Patrick joining us coming up uh, later in the show. He's going to talk. And Joe wears multiple hats. Sometimes he's talking Braves, Atlanta United. Sometimes he's talking Falcons, Atlanta United. Sometimes he's talking Falcons and Braves. So we know Atlanta United is going to be one of, the, one of the hats he's wearing today. Because Absolutely. We are all getting ready for Atlanta United, Seattle. So much so that uh, John Chuckery and Mike Bell are going to be broadcasting for Mercedes Benz from 1 until 2.30, getting you ready for the match. All right? So we're going to have Joe give us his thoughts on what we should see these guys and, and heading into this this game today, but also what he's been seeing down at um, training camp. So we're going to talk to him coming up. Also, I forgot to mention, too, in, in the casting call as I was leaving, remind you that I will be on with Cannon tomorrow. Shout out to Cannon. hope tomorrow. you're feeling a little bit better. Yeah, is he back? Excuse me, Sunday. Yeah. I'm sorry? Is he back? Is he feeling better? Well, I, I, I'm hoping he's feeling better. I had to just give him the information last week because he was a little down. Um, but I will be back one way or the other. <laughs> we'll be on Star 94 on Monday. No, feel better, Cannon. Feel okay, better. Okay, yeah. Please do. And then Ramona on V103 on Tuesday. Okay. Ramona wasn't even there last week. I miss Cannon and Ramona. Ramona, well, she wasn't sick. She was just out. She was taking a little vacation time. But wow. she'll, be, she'll be back next week. So I was, always want to mention that. You came through and everybody was gone. I'm doing. Deu- listen, this is why is that I'm a fat dude trying to get into heaven. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all there is, man. Oh, man. I'm canning up mac and cheese. I'm making it for everybody. I had some leftover sauce, and 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 McKenna came over to the house. He goes, "Greg, got any more of that macaroni cheese?" I <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: Sam. I guess I missed my message on uh, the. No,
2: you cheese. didn't get none because let me ask you this. I'm uh-oh. glad you brought that up. You uh-oh, seen uh-oh, the Godfather uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. yet?
4: Uh-oh. We're not talking homework right now. We're talking mac and cheese. I'm talking
2: homework. No, I'm no, two not. months ago.
4: Not. You promised. I will go back to I'll go back to, no. to time out in the corner.
2: Yeah. This ain't a good day to press me. <laughs> not well, I shouldn't say it like that. I ain't mad at him. It's just we've had we've had some issues here this morning. But yeah, man, I, roll I roll with it. I'll roll with it. That ain't got nothing to do with well, you not got, getting we, mac and cheese. Well we well, we got one we, we 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 got another one we go we'll play, right? Referring to
4: the another, another talking about the sound.
2: Oh yeah, we got that coming up. Yeah. We absolutely have that. In yeah. fact, I want to have you set that up because first we're gonna talk about the Braves. Okay. And what we have seen so far. These guys, it's a push so far in New York. In a few hours they start a double header. First game, twelve o'clock today. I, I believe it's that's one, a, it's one. Is it one o'clock? Okay, one o'clock. One o'clock. What am I thinking of twelve? Oh, you got me thinking about that because the um the enshrinement ceremony and yes. the, and the uh yeah. Hall of Fame game There's, starts. That's at the
3: thing we got You know, people are going up to Falcons camp today, or you can watch the enshrinement ceremonies at twelve o'clock for a Hall of Fame. Right. We got baseball with the Braves, and in between at three o'clock we got Atlanta
2: United. Atlanta, we got all
3: yeah. the, all this is happening today.
2: This is and it's only August. You know what I mean? How yeah. about that? So it's, it's great. Well. We're going to give you another tribute here in just a second, and we're going to get to the um, – we just gave you a little Bill Russell. We played some Vin earlier, but there's another Vin sound that um, we want to present to you, and it has to do with Skip Carey uh, – Chip Carey, excuse me, and an interview he had with Vin talking about a very famous moment in baseball history that, of course, has a connection to Atlanta. But as we talk about this Braves uh, team right now, boy, yesterday was so sorely needed. After finishing up that Philly series the way they did, going to New York, getting spanked the way they did, even though they came back late in the game, but they just couldn't bring it across the finish line. But, yeah, eight runs, first inning. Uh, Eric's got a problem with the fact that um, Ian Anderson couldn't hold it. But, listen, they got a check in the W column. That's the important thing.
3: That was the most important thing, too. They wanted to get that, and the bats are going. You got Ronald Acuna Jr.'s bat going again. Big contribution by Eddie Rosario. And Michael Harris, uh, the second has been Swing
0: a Good Back. It hard toward left. Naquin going back. Checks the warning track. Whoa! and that ball is gone. An
2: opposite field homer from Michael Harris. He's got ten of them. And the Braves take a 5-0 lead. Thank you, Valley Sports.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, that's the thing you forget about him because he hits a lot for average, and he hits the ball to all fields. He got, he got some pop in that wood, too. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's gotten the double-figure home runs, like, quickly. And, uh, you know, my goodness, to have him there. And, 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 you know, and I was listening to Dukes and Bell yesterday, and, and they were talking with Grant McCauley, and they were talking about with Acuna's struggles, do you consider putting Harris at the top since he's, he's almost built to be a leadoff guy, guy? But if you do that, how much does that disrupt what Acuna's, just part of his routine?
2: I don't believe the traditional leadoff hitter is, is relevant anymore in baseball, especially with the DH, because you talk about you know, when a guy has a slump or he's not producing the way he used to, you can move him to another position. Obviously, he's going to be facing different types of pitching because of who he's got in front of him and behind him. But still, you can get well with some of the guys you know who can produce with the DH. You don't have that stop, if you will, when you had a pitcher coming up in the ninth position. So how many times have we seen the nine, one, and two produce like a one, two, and three. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm confident. And Bra- listen, we've watched Brian Snicker play chess with this lineup and, yeah. and enjoying but, but, it. But
3: he's always, you know, saved that top spot for Acuna. I think that's what he, he prefers and, and what he's comfortable with. And that's the thing. Do you do you move that, that around? Because that's the guy that sets the tone. Yeah. You know, early in the game, he can go out and make a difference. He goes out and gets on base, especially with his you know, base running ability, and that's the thing. You want somebody that brings the same thing. Well, Harris brings some of that. He gets on the, on the base pass. All of a sudden, he's making your pitcher nervous. He's taking second to start the game. So I'm just saying, yeah, you can put anybody up there, but if you want to start the, the game with that type of threat, Harris would be that if is going to continue to struggle. But last night he breaks out. I was going to say, and, he showed and, and, that last night. You know what I mean? And the defensive play in right field. The word is back.
2: You know what I mean? The word is back with him, swagger. How about that? That's all. He, we see it now. No little limps. None of the things from the injuries. You know, coming in after the game, hat on sideways, the swagger is back. Yeah. And you just yeah. got to hope it continues. And he
3: makes that play going back. He knew the wall was there. Right. You know, and that's the other thing you 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 want to see with him, um, and so like that that was all great. That was great to see what he did at the plate, but also uh, in the field on d- defensively for the Braves last night. That was big.
2: You know, I'm worried. I'm worried about something now. What's that? We have we have an emerging star. Actually, he already is an all star, quite frankly. But we have somebody we need to worry about. Somebody coming in and grabbing, and and that's Contreras. Yeah. He, he first of all, as far as I'm concerned, he's past his brother, <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. He, I mean, he's he, he's eh, maybe it's neck and neck, but Contreras. The, I mean, he he gave us that insurance run last night. Jerked the home. He never stops playing. He's got that that un, undefinable quality, or is it indefinable quality? Indefinable quality. Okay. That you just can't put a finger on and and it, it may go away for two or three games. And then it comes back like an explosion. I'm just hoping that somebody doesn't come and throw a bucket of money at him and, and this team loses him. Because that's what I'm worried about yeah, long term.
3: He goes, I mean, he's showing it and he is you can't keep him in a secret when he keeps having the season that he's having. Phew. Cannot do it.
2: So again, it's like everything's a push up in New York and 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 so far, you know, going into this doubleheader today, you feel good about what the Braves have been doing, despite the pitching woes of yesterday. And, and letting these guys come back into the game. But the reemergence of the bats, got to make you feel good. Now, are you ready to um, – oh, we, well, we want to let you hear one more um, comment from the game last night, too. And
3: yeah, so we talk about the bat. We talk, We heard what Michael Harris did earlier, and here's uh, Brian Snicker talking about it.
5: You know, for a kid that has a limited professional experience that he has, to come in here and, and how he's handled himself has been really, really good and the different situations and – you know what he's done to help us has been just i mean he's been a big reason why we kind of got on that run i mean it looks like the kid's got kind of a slow heartbeat all the time and which is a good thing um you know making the plays big hits last night got it back in the game um you know really all the great qualities that that you want to see out of a kid when you're on a team that's going to be playing big games all the time especially in this environment it's like i mean i just i look at him he's just doing he's just playing ball there you have
3: you, go. you got to remind yourself that he's only been here a little while. That's right. You know what I mean. And his apartment yet? That he skipped AAA. <laughs> yeah, I got to call. I got to call his folks. I got to call his dad <laughs> back up and see if they got his place set up for him. Right. But but I mean that's the thing. You got to remind you remind yourself. This guy wasn't here when the season started. No. No. You know he dropped in here and came up from Double A, and just took to it like a duck to water. Like like he had been here all along. You know. And you keep waiting. I mean, you see little bits. I mean, the last week. He had a couple of games where maybe some things, some pitchers got maybe got the best of him, but not for long. You know, the fact that he whatever does whatever he needs to do, he puts in the work, makes the adjustments, you know, mental approach to it, and it just moves sailing.
2: It just keeps getting better. And the other luxury that that the Braves have now when we talk about Braves outfielders is if something unforeseen happens, I feel confident, and watch, I could be putting a jinx on the dude, but the Braves acquired a ball player. At the trade deadline. I noticed Robbie Grossman. I've been watching him, or as I like to call him, Stan Grossman, for you fans of Fargo. <laughs> uh he he's 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 a top to bottom ball player. He's not looking for shine, he's not looking to have the spotlight put on him. But if you need somebody who can work a count and try to get a walk because you need that run in late inning, that's the dude. Yeah. That's the guy who makes that extra effort in the outfield, makes that extra effort backing up players. He got some speed. Not blazing speed, mm-hmm. they got a little bit of speed, yeah. So, I'm just saying they have a nice piece to plug in if something were to happen. I haven't seen him play yet, but like I said, I've been wa- I was watching that dude while he was playing with uh Detroit, and uh, he's a bo- he's the ultimate compliment, he's a ball player, yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 the game.com. Again, as we sit here on this sixth day of August, we uh From time to time throughout the show, we have taken time to pay tribute to the two icons we lost this past week, uh, Bill Russell and then Vince Scully. Played some Vince Scully earlier. You heard uh, President Obama talking about uh, Bill Russell a little while ago. But um, you had reminded me, and we have it ready to go, about an interview that took place with Vince Scully. I'll let you set it up.
3: Yeah, uh, Chip Carey, of course, working with the Braves and ballet sports, had a chance to spend a little time sitting down and talking with Vince Gully And of course, Vince Scully was in the booth the night that Hank Aaron uh, passed Babe Ruth here in Atlanta against the Dodgers. Here are his reflections of that night and how that moment unfolded.
6: Well, you know, uh, it started actually when I was about eight years old growing up in New York. And there wasn't very much around those times. Maybe a Saturday afternoon college football game. And I would crawl under a radio and listen to the game and It had no meaning to me, Tennessee, Alabama. But the crowd would roar, and that crowd noise just absolutely intoxicated me. And so I've always kept it. And uh, Henry's home run, Gibson's home run, all throughout my career, I like to call a play and then shut up because for a brief moment, I'm eight years old again, I'm listening to the crowd. And, of course, with Henry whom I loved. He was such a nice man. I mean, a superstar going under all kinds of pressure. He always had time to say hello and I, I really did enjoy him and I was so happy for him when he did it on our air, you know, that at least we had the chance. And that's when I, uh, I let it go for however long and I stood there thinking about the impact and the more I thought about it, that's what I said when the crowd died down about what a great moment. Not just for Henry, not just for the Braves, not just for baseball. This was the greatest impacted home run sociologically. I mean, here is a black man in the deep south getting an absolute love ovation for breaking the record of a white icon. To me, that's what made that home run the most important home run that I ever called.
2: Radio 99 two nine the game 99 of It's Sam and Greg. What a year!
3: What a year she's had. Who's that? She's shown up on I like everything. how you are tilting your head like
2: yeah. <laughs> this. Is not radio? And people can't see. She has shown up on everything.
3: Mary J. Blige, man. She has been
2: everywhere. I man. was good, no, no, I was talking super about bowl, the way he was super in his head.
3: bowl, NBA, all-star. She's
4: just all over the place. And she she got got a new album publicist. for the first time in years. Yeah, she got a good publicist. Yeah,
2: how'd you like that super bowl performance? That was great. How'd you like her outfit? Yeah, yeah nice outfit. <laughs> very nice, very nice. But for a great
3: show, great show. This
2: show was what I did. What I was asking you, know. But I, as, as you answered that, I think I needed a clean next where you to dip the drool coming outside <laughs> see, of your mouth see, there. See. Kenny Maine is part of the Odyssey family now with a new podcast called Hey Main and you can download Hey Main You can download Hey Maine on the Free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to bring our guest on? Absolutely.
3: A weekly guest always, of the show. We can't, always. We
2: couldn't be happier to have him there. And the best part about this is, for me, is he's got to bite his tongue talking about the thing he really, really, really likes talking about, because we need him to talk Atlanta United and Falcons while the Braves are up there knocking them all over the place in Queens and New York. <laughs> Joe, good morning. Joe Patrick hey joining
5: us. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's always fun coming on.
2: Absolutely. Um, how much time did you spend out at uh, Flowery Branch this past week?
5: Oh, a lot of hours. Been out there every single practice that they've had uh, up to this point. I actually will not. Today will actually be the first practice that I miss, of course, because I'll be uh, downtown at Mercedes-Benz Stadium for Atlanta United. So it's been fun, you know, and I can't complain. Um, You know, I know how hot it gets here in the summers and the humidity and all that. And I got to say, the weather has been uh, quite nice so far. We've had a few overcast days, which. Uh, I know, you know it can be a downer for some people in the summers, but I'll never complain about it when I'm out there. So it's been a fun time, and there's been really good competition. The practices have been uh, you know, of a higher level, I think, than I was certainly expecting.
2: So it's been it's been good so far. Yeah, they still need a, show, a snow cone machine out there. See, see Especially today. Yeah, yeah. They do, man, especially today with everybody going out to Imagine if you had a snow cone machine free for kids 10 and under.
5: You know, you know what? Speaking of that, I got to give a shout out to Arthur Blank and the Falcons for they what they're doing is they're having food trucks out there, and on a day like today, on a Saturday, they'll have a bunch out there. They're expecting a bigger crowd, and everything that you get at the food trucks is a dollar. That goes with the ah, fan friendly pricing yeah, that, that they've instilled at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So I'm sure the the, the club is reimbursing those uh, vendors who are able to sell some really good stuff, barbecue, you know, whatever you want, really is, is on the menu there. So uh, Good, good move by the Falcons. Uh, kudos to them. And it's a free ticket to get into training camp. So it's actually a cheap lunch if you just want to go watch the Falcons practice.
2: This wouldn't be a bad day to go up there. A little overcast so it won't be as, you know, Yeah, be like the
3: Philippines. It won't be so bad. won't be so bad. Mm-hmm. Folks, spend time on the WaitForIt.com outline this morning. With Joe Patrick, he is social. You can find him on Twitter at JAPatrick200, a j a patrick 200 Joe, what do you think the course is for the coming week? Because you know there's been competition, but somewhere in this now you got to shift to uh, game prep with, with this team. Yeah. The thoughts about what that's going to mean? You're going to keep it pretty simple. Preseason games are pretty vanilla. But but still, you want to get prepared to go up against some people wearing some different uniforms.
5: Yeah, I mean, preseason games are vanilla, but i got to say that this preseason for the Falcons, this team – I think it's going to be one of the more interesting preseasons that we've seen this team have in quite a while because of the question marks that you have kind of all over the place. I mean, I don't expect guys like Kyle Pitts and Grady Jarrett to play a bunch of snaps, but I think we're going to get a good look at a lot of players that are that are you know on in the depth of this roster. And Arthur Smith has said it's a deeper roster than they've actually had. Well, than he saw at the Falcons last year, even though the team was a little bit had more talent up at the top. Uh, and of course, you know, a guy like Matt Ryan is kind of indicative of that, but he says that there's so much competition down down below and there's so, many, uh, co- so much competition for spots in the starting lineup. I think you're going to get the coaches are going to want to see a long look at, uh, you know, them, how they perform against uh, an opponent and not themselves. So, you know, Arthur Smith said that this week is a, is a super important week for these players to kind of show what they've got because it's easy to kind of get up and and, and be at your prime level for the first few days of training camp. But how do you uh, persist in the second week? I think that that's been big for this team so far. And then as you mentioned, uh, Sam, it's going to be very interesting to see how they prepare for this preseason game. They've got coming up next Friday. Uh, And I'm sure I know that these guys are just itching to, they just playing against somebody else, hit something else, hit a different color. Yeah. So I think everybody's looking forward to it.
2: That is Joe Patrick joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. All right, with that being said, and there's no definitive um, idea of what one side of the ball or the other looks like, what are you going to be focusing on as you go down there and, and look at uh, during these training camps?
5: Yeah, you know, so I, I'm really focused on the run game and just and the, and the, the play in the trenches. From our vantage point at practice, you know, we can easily see what's happening on the pass routes and how, you know, good the, the passes are, but it's a lot harder to kind of tell what exactly is happening on the line of scrimmage just because we have that low vantage point. I've been telling people, I can't wait to see the team play a preseason game solely for the fact that we just get an actual like TV broadcast camera angle. So you can see some of the more the nuances as to like, you know, the blocking assignments, how are those being executed? How are the running backs reading the, the holds uh, potentially? How is the pass protection getting picked up by the running backs? All these sorts of things are much easier to identify actually when they're playing on TV. So those are going to be some of the things I'm, I'm, I'm watching and specifically some of the battles in those areas, especially along the line of scrimmage. We've seen Jalen Mayfield last year starting left guard, uh, kind of gets supplanted, Essentially, after the first day, he was the starter. He was with the starting group on the first day of practice. Ever since, it's been Elijah Wilkinson. Uh, and so, I'm interested to see how some of those guys end up performing. And hopefully, speaking of Mayfield, he's back. He actually missed practice yesterday uh, with a lower back issue that flared up, and they're going to reassess him over the weekend. and Try to get him into practice next week. He's got. He's got. You know, he's got to get himself back in that mix because he's certainly. Fighting for a job. I'm also interested to see how a guy like Caleb McGarry does. Another guy who has come under fire. Had the Falcons invested a lot of draft capital in him. Um, how is he going to hold up, especially in pass protection? That's going to be a huge key for him this year. So I think there's a lot of interesting battles to watch along that uh, along the in the trenches. And then on the other side of the ball, you've got two you know standout defensive ends, edge rushers that this team has really been searching for for many years. It feels like. Uh, in Arnold Devicady and D'Angelo Malone. I'm very interested to see how those two rookies perform as well.
3: Spending time on the WaitForIt.com outline uh with Joe Patrick been talking uh Falcons football. He's our guy out at Flowery Branch keeping up uh with Falcons training camp so far. But also today he's gonna shift back into town at Mercedes benz Stadium with three o'clock today Seattle Sounders come to play uh, Seattle, one of the more successful uh, teams. Them the ones and, who brought the, the Lewis, log here? The, the, the tree no, truck? No, no, there's Portland. Oh, sorry. There's Portland. It somebody there's up there. Portland it's the, easy, there. Portland yeah. Yeah. easy to confuse them. Yeah. 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 It's it's same corner. It was the same yeah. corner of the world. And and both have been really good all the time. But thoughts about this mm-hmm. version of it? And we got a coach who knows that, that program very well, right?
5: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that, honestly, I think that the fact that Gonzalo Pineda. Atlanta United's head coach came from the Seattle Sounders was kind of a, you know, a, a point in his favor when they were looking for a head coach just because of the amount of success that this team has had. I mean, the Seattle Sounders have the longest streak in MLS of making the playoffs. They've actually made it every single year they've been in the Fran- they have been in MLS. They're actually still a relatively new team to MLS, even though they have a long history playing in some lower independent leagues. Uh, so that is kind of a, one very interesting storyline of Gonzalo Pineda going up against his former, you know, his former team that he kind of grew up with, and it was funny talking to him at training uh, this week on Thursday. Um, when asked, you know, what he might be expecting from their, you know, potential starting lineup, he's able to just reel off every single name, and I'm sure he knows what these guys are eating for breakfast because he, he still has a relationship with these guys. I mean, he helped coach and train them for many years. Many of those guys on the other side of the line, so uh, that's going to be a very interesting dynamic in this game. And then also, I think the interesting thing about this game is that both these teams are really, like, desperately fighting to make the playoffs. Obviously, Atlanta United is not where they want to be, and they have some ground to make up. But also the Seattle Sounders, again, I said it. They've been in the playoffs every single year they've been in MLS. They are really in a tight battle, barely in playoff position as it stands right now. So they're going to be scratching and clawing, too. I expect a very cagey game. um, And, you know, whichever team can find that breakthrough is going to have a major leg up in terms of being able to hold on to a lead. Fortunately for Atlanta United, they get a bunch of players back healthy this week. This is probably as healthy as they've been in months, probably. Uh, Andrew Gutman seems likely to play. Uh, Brooks Lennon is, is probably going to be in the squad, potentially Ronald Hernandez too. So they're getting a lot of players back. I mean, they're still missing a bunch when they've got so many out for the season. But uh, things are you know couldn't be better for Gonzalo Pineda and this Atlanta United team going into the game.
2: <sighs> okay, now, Joe. We, got, we want to get two questions in here, and you are the best. You're thorough okay, as can I'll be. Go quick. But you I'll got. Go quick. No, I'm going to go quick. Just, just give us a little bit of time because we got two things. And actually, you answered one of the questions, or didn't answer it, but addressed it because I was going to talk to you about this team. Since they're right there on the cusp, you think they're going to – you know, you got your mortgage payment. You're going to put it down on them making the playoffs or not? But since Hello. you already kind of ad- – well, since you kind of addressed that, here's my oh. question. How confident are you yeah. feeling about these boys? Because it's been a minute since they won at home, and you're supposed to have a home field home advantage
5: yeah i mean honestly i wish i was more confident i'm not very confident this team has dropped a lot of points at home this year and if they want to make the playoffs this is really a must-win game like you cannot really drop any more points at home i think that they have to literally win out at home which it is possible uh especially because you know home teams have such an advantage in mls just with the way that you know how big the country is the travel all of that it's in in the world of soccer mls has the biggest disparity in terms of home teams that have success but you know, LA Knight's got got to, got to you know capture that. They've they, they've got to capitalize on the fact that they do have that advantage. They have not been able to do it several times this season. Unfortunately for them, now you've got to win games down the stretch of the season against better quality teams. They basically are playing all playoff teams going in, and they just got to make sure they capitalize on some of these home games. So that's really what adds the stakes to this game in particular is the fact that they just got to win all these games they've got at home. And, of course, they're playing in front of the expanded uh, capacity uh, stadium, too. So, uh, hopefully they can put in a good per- performance for all the fans and score some goals today.
6: Yeah,
2: he did that, Sam. He knocked it out there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm good with that. Before we let you go, because we are up against it, we know how much you love baseball. We give you a chance to be, you know, put on your third <laughs> hat. And and how are you feeling about the Braves so far up in New York?
5: Yeah, I mean, I like what they did at the trade deadline cause we haven't talked since that. Oh, and uh,
2: Robbie Grossman. But, hey, Joe, Robbie Grossman, that's, <laughs> that's a ball player, ain't he? <laughs>
5: yes, Isn't he? That's right. He's yeah. a ball player. He is. He is. He is. I mean, I love all the moves they made at that deadline, so I think that that's really going to help them. Uh, and I just love this series. I mean, it, it's really fun when you get a series that feels like a playoff atmosphere and that's what it feels like between two teams that do have a history. You know, it kind of reminds me of that early 2000s era uh, between Braves and Mets, where it was like really, you know, kind of bitter rivalry. And uh, you just love to see that. You love to see the Braves have that kind of rivalry with another team in the division. So it's fun. And especially with, you know, the New Yorkers, you know, none of us like them. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. All right. Just to remind. I'm going to make a lot of people mad on that one. but
2: That is Joe Patrick. Uh, we love when he comes on here. I mean, listen, just w- real quick here. There was, you know, from the, the music side of radio for me, long time ago I learned there are two types of interviews. And these names go back in rock history, but there's a Lou Reed interview and there's a David Lee Roth interview. And the Lou Reed interview is the guy you ask him a question and he goes, Yes. No. <laughs> Maybe. It was okay. And then there's David Lee Roth where he says, How was your day? And then you can go get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Joe's in that category. He's and we love having you on here. We absolutely do. So I wasn't being, you know, I wasn't trying to be a jerk about it, but we have so many questions when you come on because you wear so many hats and and but David Lee Roth interview,
3: and he's always right,
2: and he's always right, and he always educates us. Yep. educates us always, on stuff. Always, we will talk to you next week, man. Enjoy the matchup today. Did you did you dump him? Is he gone? Oh, he, hung up. he hung up. Well, he probably heard that. Yeah. Uh, and and speak, speaking of which, I want to remind you, we get out of here at uh, 10 o'clock. Going to turn things over to Andy and Hugh. are going to be out at Falcons camp from 10 until 1. Then John Chuckery and Mike Bell will be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium for Atlanta United-Seattle from 1 until 2.30. Got a lineup of, of, of events we're going to be at this upcoming week. We'll tell you about that in a minute and get you ready for a doubleheader with the Braves and Mets. That is all up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 the Game 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Greg. Uh, We're going to dip on out of here in a little bit and turn things over to Andy and Hugh, who are out at Falcons Training Camp. Hopefully we'll get a chance to speak to them before we get out of here. They'll be there from 10 until 1. Normally this is on me, but Mr. Crenshaw, this is on you. Why are we listening to this right now? Um, you requested it. Yeah, I
3: did. I, I heard this yesterday. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna on here quite a, quite a few more times when I go to Georgia State football practice. Um, Coach Sean Elliott, knowing the way to – Either tick his team off for to get <laughs> them ready for good thing. Uh, this is what the um, South Carolina plays a as for the team takes the field. They've done it for a number of years. Really, they play this before the South Carolina game. Costs come out on the field. Okay, and so um, you know, in 2019, before Georgia State went to play Tennessee, they played Rocky Top all practice. uh Oh, them guys couldn't wait to get to Knoxville because they're going to beat the you know what out <laughs> just because they had to hear that song every day. Right? So 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 here we are. This year they kick it off with South Carolina, and he's making them hear this every day, and by they're practicing. Okay. Song. by the time they get to Columbia, you know, that but that's
2: year? that's just kind of of a piece. Of, I mean, I could well, see how that, Rocky that, that, Top that, that, would that, do it because yeah, that's annoying.
3: It is, it is. But I mean, you just gonna get sick and tired of hearing this played, and the first person you see when you get off the bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, right, So, all right. but but that's that's his way of
3: That's a little peep inside Georgia State first day it, it first day on the field yesterday. Yeah, and that and that is what greeted. I thought I heard greeted. that
2: once because I was being put under the dentist here, really? the dentist office. <laughs> they give me the gas and the shot and all that stuff. Yeah. I hear 2001 honestly. Yeah. odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the by the way, Joe Patrick um, apologizes and, and and I apologize to him for for him being dumped there toward the end or him hanging up or whatever it was because I didn't want him to feel like we cut him off there. No I got way. nothing but apologies no going on this morning. Why I, and it? I'm going to do another well because you know I care about this show. And and when things go sideways and most time caused by me, uh you know I get worked, really. I get worked up into a lather. Well this morning it was gremlins in the technical part of it. Yeah. So for that reason publicly Eric Slaughter our producer I apologize to you if I came off like a earlier, all right? Because you mess with my show, I get a little. I, I I feel a certain kind of way. But this wasn't your fault. It was, and I have sat in your chair, being a producer as I mean, Sam's got started, and we're it not for the pandemic. I'd probably still be sitting there and be cool with it. And I know there are times unforeseen things happen. You know,
4: I don't I don't know if you were on that email chain this week. They've had some issues. I don't think the same issues, but uh. We have an email chain just between the producers. Dave has other issues. So I wasn't on that one. Yeah, no. Okay. But either way, no.
2: it, it doesn't matter even if I had, got prepared for it. I am a person who is trying to always get better. So you try to, you know, have, it's called self-awareness.
4: That trying to get in the heaven thing you talk about.
2: That too. That's part of it. But, you know, not not as many people as you would like apply self-awareness to everyday life. Am I right, Mr. Crenshaw? Yeah, that's true. And so when I when I feel like I kind of step sideways a little bit, and I have the opportunity to do it publicly, I'm gonna do it. So there you go, Eric. <sighs> Having said that, what haven't we mentioned this morning in the sports? Will we get ready for Falcons. We got Atlanta United. We got so much there. happening. Today. I'm telling
3: you, man. You hit mean, this. we got we got a little cloudy, overcast day outside. I don't know if this this this, uh, this clouds are gonna burn off a little bit later on. Maybe get some sunlight. But uh, there's plenty to either you want to go. You can go up to see Falcons. Go and catch Atlanta United. Three o'clock. Uh, Braves start at 110. The first game is at 110, and uh, you see we got one of the got the new addition pitching uh, in the first game. Adruzzi. New
2: addition is pitching today.
3: The no, new addition, J- 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 Jake Adruzzi is okay. uh, Adruzzi has joined the team, coming from the Houston Astros, and he will get his first start as a Brave today. And we talked about him not being, you know, Eric not so crazy about Ian Anderson. You know, yeah. we'll see if this guy, with this guy comes in. Does that little little competition there? No, you know. Well, Ian Anderson, Ian Anderson is established. We we, we will okay. see. He's and, coming. He's coming to this team for a reason. Okay, and he's coming from a team that you know that knows how to win. He's becoming from you know what I mean. He's coming from
2: Houston. I'm not worried about it. Here's why: because you know when you look at the entire his entirety of his of his career, Greg Maddox is not one of the top playoff pitchers. When it comes to playoffs, he's not always the first person you go for.
3: No, you're, I'm going for smokes.
2: You know what I mean. So just <laughs> because you got four straight Hall, uh, you know Cy Young awards, doesn't mean you always get it done or look like that at money time. I wouldn't kick him out of the rotation. I'm just saying he's not yeah, one of yeah. one of the first people that you think of. Hey, want to remind you that you can listen to not only Falcons, Hawks, and today Atlanta United, all with all the music and news that Atlanta needs right here on the Odyssey app. How about that? All right. All right. Make sure okay. I say that slowly, all so everybody right. understands. Stock cars
3: are in Michigan. They're in Brooklyn, Michigan. Uh, today, I think they have a Xfinity Series race today, and the Cup Series race is coming up uh, tomorrow. So we'll talk about that some tomorrow morning.
2: Now, normally this is where Eric would hit the 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 the, the sounder that lets us know we got to get rid of you know dump all the stuff. All the show winds down, down, oh, It's funny, time for us to it cover some of the things we haven't yet,
5: as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam
2: and Greg. I wasn't I wasn't trying to get you to play it. I was acknowledging it because I thought he's working on making sure we could have a little conversation quickly with Andy and Hugh. So while that's going on here, I had never heard this before on this date. Long time ago. Did you know there was a Supreme Court judge that was who just disappeared? <laughs> I'm not kidding. A Supreme Court judge. When was this? This was in 1930. On this day, Justice John Force. Crater or creature, I think it's crater. What he he went to a restaurant in man in uh, Manhattan, and that was the last time anybody saw him. And he was declared dead nine years later. This was a Supreme Court justice, 1930. Talked about Satchel Page earlier on this day. Uh, listen, the biggest dance craze and people still do it today happened on the Dick Clark Show. This is prior to American Bandstand. Chubby Checker introduced oh, the, the world twist. to the Twist. Oh yeah. Um, on this date, 1962, this is a party I would like to have attended. Jamaica became independent. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no more. Oh my. Part of the British. Oh body. my. So you got to know that that was a big party. 1962. <laughs> um, now listen to this. We talked earlier about uh, Ian Anderson and what happened on this date, 67. There's a Twins pitcher named Dean Chance. Yeah. The dude threw a perfect game. Okay. Through five innings, and then the rain came, and they call the game. This is—I don't know what's worse: this guy having I mean, this happen to him, or Madison Baumgartner not getting, right getting a, um, a no hitter credited to him because you know last year double headers only went seven innings. So, but but see, like um, Manford said, no, 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 that doesn't count. Uh, I talked about CB1, Tony Gwynn on this day. Okay. 1999, went four for five against the Expos. When's the last time you heard an Expos mention? Wow. Got him his 3,000th hit. And the world's largest pinball tournament happened on this day. Are you a pinball fan? Oh, yeah. all oh, me too, man. Loved it. Loved 700 it. machines. Whoa. In Pittsburgh, the world's largest pinball tournament. They took all work. Place, I guess so. This this is a few years ago, 2015. Happy birthday to Dutch Schultz. ha, <laughs> ha bootlegger, gangster. Uh Lucy. Lucille Ball. Really? Yes. Andy Warhol. Mentioned earlier, David Robinson turned 57 today. Mike Greenberg, Greenie from ESPN is 55. Coach Bud from the um from the Hawks, now he's got himself a chip up there in Milwaukee, 53 today. Leslie Odom Jr., 41. And I do not I want to say this reverently, um but it it popped up and I I just had to take a second and pause. Bring the music down just a little bit, Eric, if you could. But um, would have been 22 years old today. 22 years old today. Jean Benet Ramsey. Wow. I mean. That, how about that case? <sighs> Remember that case. Rest huh? in peace. Yeah. Little one. Yeah. 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 20, he would have been 22 years old today, August 6th. Uh, do we have our gentleman ready there out there at Flowery Branch? there. Uh, we're working on it. Oh, whoa. Oh, Hi, oh. guys. Hey. That sounds like Andy hey. Bunker. What's yeah. going on, guy? Good morning. How you doing? Hey, doing? Good morning, sir. Out there at Flowery Branch, we have Andy and Hugh. Uh, but before we get your thoughts on what you're going to see today and all that, Andy, you were brought up on our show last week. Uh-oh. No, it was <laughs> It was all good. It was a Sunday morning. Sam and I just kind of doing what we do, and we wondered aloud, as we approach football season, are we going to see you again this upcoming football season on Sunday mornings, doing your thing on television.
0: Oh, yeah. No, yeah, we are going to do that. Um, I'm still going to be joining the uh, the morning sports show. We kind of took a bit of the summer off just because it kind of got quiet a little bit. But, yeah, once, uh, once preseason starts back up, you will see my smiling face on, on Sunday morning on TV. <laughs> there
2: you go. There you go, man. More competition, Sam. See? Hey, I, just trying
7: just trying to get my Sam Crenshaw on, man. See, see, to, see. Well, to phenomenal, keep up with Sam. phenomenal man. Phenomenal man. <laughs> Mr. Crenshaw, what's going on, man? Man,
3: everything's happening, man. What, what, what you guys looking at out there at camp? Everybody's uh, come through the gate and the team's on the field, right?
7: I'll tell you what, it's it's a nice crowd out here today, man. That that's the first thing that jumped out to me. Uh it, it's a really nice crowd. You know, I, I assume you know what it is, Sam is that, and, and Greg, is that everybody works on the, during the week. Uh-huh. And, and you know, they want to, you know, they listen to us, I assume, and, and get the information that we give them. And then when the weekend comes, they want to come out here and see it firsthand. So it's packed out here today. It's definitely packed out
2: here today. Hugh, I'm glad you're on this call. I have never had a chance to ask you this question, the difference between the start of when training camp, going, going back to your days when you played, of course, the beginning of training camp, and then the difference between that and when you put those pads on for the first time.
7: Oh no, it gets real. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a different feel, man. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. You know, it was funny because I was out here talking to Randy about that the other day. It's not so much the first day because everybody hyped that first day, you know, because it's new. You get a chance to put your hands on somebody else and everything like that. It's that second and third day, bro, when you don't want you, you know, when you don't want to touch nobody, but you gotta go out there and you have to, and you have to get through that day. That's where the grind starts, and then it becomes, the mental part of it is. You know, because when I was with the Eagles, we did three days. We called it three days of hell. What? Where we banged for three straight days. Ooh. And then that third day came, you know, then you got a little bit of a reprieve. And, you know, you had one practice where you had, like, shells on, you walk, had a walkthrough, and then you banged that next practice. And then you get into that thing where you banged once a day and then have shells the next day. So we, we when you got to that point, man, it felt like, you know, you were like training camp when you started to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But those first three days, bro, <laughs> a banging them first three days, uh, good, good, googly move. Yeah, that, that that that's where the separation factor came in. That was them first three days. That's and, when it, that's when you separated the men from the boys, right there. And
2: forgive me if I'm taking a question from you, Andy, but I I got to ask this because we got the news that Kyle Shanahan this past week shut down practice. He had enough of the fighting going on. Did that happen with you coming up? How many times did you have your practice shut down? And maybe were you part of the reason why it did? <laughs> oh, no, We
7: never we never shut down practice, but I do remember one practice where uh, there was like one of the first Andy Reid's first practices when we really didn't know what to expect coming from Andy Reid. And he had just got – he had acquired John Runyon from the Tennessee Titans. John Runyon had a little bit of a – you know, John Runyon was – I wouldn't say he was a dirty player. Yeah, he was. But he was offensive lineman that, that played with a lot of attitude, man. So I remember John came in in that first practice – and he out there trying to establish establish his male dominance, and Trout was like, nah, bro, we ain't doing that today. That's not <laughs> that's not what's hot in the streets. And they got the fight, man. It was an offensive defensive fight, man. And Big Red was like, what the hell you guys doing? And da 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 da. He broke it up, but we went back to practicing. But I-, I look at it like this: when when you have a team that is trying to establish this identity. I mean, man, listen, if I'm a coach, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to condone too much of that fighting, but I'm not going to be totally against it either. I mean, because, man, that's how, like you, that's a tone setter. Like, listen, football is violent. Football is a violent game. And I know that we're trying to take some of the violence out of it with the concussion uh, situation, everything like that. But the bottom line is this. It's an aggressive, violent game, and, and stuff like that is going to happen. You're not going to – that aspect of football, you're not going to take that out of the game. You're, yeah. you're just not. No matter what you do, you're not going to take that aspect out of it.
3: All right, folks. All right, hey, we just wanted to catch up with you guys. I know you're out there getting ready to have some fun. And uh, Greg and I are going to get out of here and hope everybody comes out there and joins in with you.
7: Yeah, come on down, man. It's going to be a fun time. We got my man Bunky Pants. This is the first time me and Bunky Pants worked together in a long time. <laughs> it's been a while.
2: It's been a while. We man. used to so do shows gonna...
7: together all the time. Yeah, it's we... probably been a couple years. Yeah, so. we, we about to chop this thing up, man. It's going
0: to be wild. Yes.
2: We're trying to get you guys a snow cone machine out there. Just a free snow cone oh. for everybody. Because oh, be great. Life would that be would better be nice. if you got a little free snow cone before you walked in any place. Did any, you agree? Life
7: would be better if you get anything free. <laughs> free, free stuff is the better.
2: There you go. <laughs> the wisdom of you, Douglas, along with Andy Bunker. These guys are out at Falcons Camp. Going to be there until 1 o'clock. Please stop by and say hello to them. They're going to be followed by Chuckery and Mike Bell out at Mercedes-Benz getting ready for Atlanta United and Seattle. Eric Slaughter, thank you for today. We appreciate it. Thanks, man. Mr. Crenshaw, have yourself a wonderful day. You do too. Everybody else, thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday mornings. Have a big day. at Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.